Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's time for Come and Talk It with your host, Michael Cargill, brought to you by Texas Law Shield. Over the last decade, Michael has championed and supported the rights of law-abiding Texans to own and use firearms. He is the owner of Central Texas Gunworks, a veteran of the United States Army, and has achieved national exposure in such prestigious media outlets such as Forbes Magazine, Fox Business News, CNN Money, AOL, BBC World News, Huffington Post, and the New York Times. Cargill vigorously defends lawful gun ownership in this country without regard to party politics. And now, here's Michael Cargill. Good day, Austin, Texas, the live music capital of the world. Let's praise the Lord and pass the ammunition. All right, so today, man, we got a lot of news going on around the world. Got to share with you a lot of gun news going on there. Uh, there's a shooting in New York City. Now, you've heard about that. It's been blasting the news all day long. Our thoughts and prayers go out to those officers in New York City. Um, man, for someone to walk into the police department and, and well, I guess for, for an officer to be sitting inside of his vehicle and someone to walk up to the vehicle, ask for directions, and then start shooting at the officer is just crazy. Now, what's going on in New York City? That's not the first time that's happened. Um, but also, uh, this surveillance video, there's a surveillance video out there that was just released that shows an ice cream shop owner grab her gun and open fire, scaring off a would-be robber as he demanded money from her husband at the cash register. Now, this is a really crazy video. And as you're, you know, you're watching this video, man, this lady comes out. This guy hops across the counter. He's trying to rob the, the store. And the, the wife comes out with her gun, and she's, she just starts firing rounds. And, man, you got to look. Let me tell you, you got a front sight, you got a rear sight. And let me tell you. I got to criticize them because you got to look at your front sight, rear sight. You need to know what your, your threat is and what's behind that threat. Because if you fire a shot and you miss that person, that bullet's got a name on it, it's, gonna, it's not going to stop until it hits something. Or it may go through that next object. So I'm not giving her praises or anything like that at all <laughs> whatsoever. Because I can tell by looking at this, man, she could have shot her husband or whoever this other guy is. You know, uh, and, and not the actual robber so definitely be careful out there uh, know what your your backstop is look at that front sight rear sight check your grip and all that stuff it needs to become second nature that way when something happens you know you know exactly what you're doing because you're confident and you practice and you're not going to shoot an innocent person all right what do you, you guys see that video yeah she was holding that gun uh-huh go ahead like she was holding that gun she wasn't even Looking at the sights, no. like you were saying, kind of off to the side. Like, how could she even know where that was going? <laughs> almost like she was almost holding it sideways almost. It's just crazy. Just really up in the air. It's insane. And then you hear about this uh, former ATF agent. Here, I don't know if you heard that story or not. So a former ATF agent, uh, and, 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 and we've talked about this story once, once before. He's 23 years old with the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms Explosive. He used to be. 
Um, and he served for, you know, five years as the lead firearms technology instructor at the ATF National Academy, where he co-wrote the curriculum for incoming agents. Now, these days, however, you know, Mr. O'Kelly uh, is using a he's using a formidable firearms expertise and institutional knowledge of the ATF to take aim at his former employer. So basically what he's doing is he's he said, look, you know, I've worked for this for the ATF for quite a while now. And I know the ins and outs, and I know their, how, how they do everything, their procedures. And he's saying, look, the lower receiver is just like a part, just like any other part, is what he's saying. We talked about this before in the show. You remember that, Zach? Oh, yeah. Uh, so, you know, just, it's just like any other part. Yeah. And so this U.S. District Court Judge James Carr for the Northern District of Ohio called the ATF's longstanding interpretation of the regulation unreasonable and legally unacceptable. And the ATF said in the statement... Uh, that it was reviewing that case and others involving the issue and would have no further comment until that review is complete. So I think maybe this guy has something here uh, because he has the inside take on how the ATF conducts everything. He has the inside on, on, on what they do. And he's saying, hey, maybe you guys need to take another look at this because the lore receiver, the part that has a serial number on it, you know, it's just like any other part that's out there. Yeah, and what he says, what O'Kelly says, the way that he sees it, the ATF has been deliberately misinterpreting this gun control regulation for decades because they're afraid that by using the true interpretation of it that, you know, basically anyone could build an AR-15. Yeah, and just so you know, when you buy a lore receiver, that is the part that has a serial number on it, that is the part that you actually have to walk into the gun store to do a background check um, on, so, uh, well, on you, on that is. So you have to fill out the form, the 4473, you know, when you want to purchase the lower receiver. And what, what he's saying is, hey, that's just like any other part because it's not a complete firearm, so you should be able to buy just the parts and the pieces of it. So uh, we're going we're gonna to follow this story down the road and def- definitely uh, keep up to date on what's going on with this story. Also... Uh, let's take a look at this video, another video out of New Jersey, New Jersey. Uh, so the video shows New Jersey high school basketball team attacking their coach after a game. Man, that is insane. So apparently this basketball team, you know, was losing in of the game. And so they lost, basically. And so afterwards, they just decided to beat up the coach. That is a rough school there, let me tell you. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if you had a chance to see that video, Felicia. You get a chance to see that? Um, I'm trying to watch it right now. <laughs> Those four JV players. Yeah, it's, and 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 I don't know what goes on. Uh, what happens in this country where you know your people are afraid to lose? You know, and and they lost big, by the way. I mean, it wasn't like you know, it was like a hundred to I want to say like forty or something like that. It was a really wide margin. And so they decided to take it out on the coach. You know, well, hey, you know, you're on the court. That's up to you uh, to, you know, save it for the court and do your best to try to beat the other team. Don't blame it on the coach. The coach not playing. You're playing. Your skills. <laughs> but that's where we are in society today. Jesus, that one kid is like sitting on top of him. Oh, it's, it's, it's a crazy video. It's just insane. And, and that's where we are today. That's that's a. I don't understand. Does no one spank their kids anymore? No. Like I don't. What? I am shocked. I'm never procreating. Children are awful of all ages. <laughs> They're awful. 
And this morning, I, I had the opportunity to go on Fox and Friends uh, out of New York City, and we talked about the homeless situation. And let me tell you, um, man, I, I seriously think that the Austin, Texas mayor and city council, they're using this homeless you know, to benefit politically from the U.S. Census 2020. I think what they're trying to do is let's go ahead and allow as many people as we can move to Austin and then benefit on this, you know, when it comes to the census. And I seriously think that's what they're trying to do. And that's the game they're playing. And we're not seeing, you know, we're not we're not paying attention to that chess piece because they're playing chess here. And I think, you know, going back and forth, we may be playing a little checkers with them. Do they get money for the amount of homeless people that are here? Politically, it, you when the way the census works is uh, you're counting people and some other things, and that gives you you know political power. You're you're able to get more seats in Congress, you know, and you're able to you know once you have more congressional representation, then you're you know they you can redistrict a little bit, and then you're able to you know control a lot of things, and it's all it also comes with funding as well. But you know what? I got Alex Stringer in the studio, and Alex is going to explain that to us. Alex Stringer, welcome to come and talk, sir. I thank you for having me, Michael. I appreciate it. And I tell you what, Alex, what we'll do is when we come back from the break, I'm going to let you break this down because the Austin, Texas mayor and city council using homeless to benefit politically from the U.S. Census 2020. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. Hey, this is AWR Hawkins. You're listening to Come and Talk It with Michael Cargill. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Talk 13-7, the right choice. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. All right, so we're back. We're talking about the Austin, Texas mayor and city council using homeless to benefit politically from the U.S. Census 2020. And for those that don't know, the United States Census Bureau is a principal agency of the U.S. federal statistically system responsible for producing data about the American people and economy. The Census Bureau is a part of the U.S. Department of Commerce, and its director is appointed by the president of the United States. So, Gary, I want you to go ahead and give a proper introduction to our guest because I want uh, our guest Alex here to tell us about, you know, his thoughts on this. All right. So this is my friend Alex Stranger. He is a pedicab driver here in Austin, a former substitute teacher, and he previously ran for mayor against Adler. 
and your um, campaign slogan was "Build the Dome." Yes, that's correct. All right, and he's got uh, he's got some thoughts on the homeless issue, crisis, whatever you want to call it, here in Austin. Well, you know, I'll extrapolate on what Michael said, and I didn't really think about it when it comes to the census. But now that you brought that up, every year the city also does a homeless count. And the more people that are added to the homeless count means that all of the nonprofits get more funding. And who pays for the majority of the funding for these nonprofits, because it's, it's kind of city funded, we do, right? So that means your property taxes go up if you own. And then if you rent, your rent goes up consequently. And then it forces more people out of Austin. And then guess who replaces them? Developers. Guess who rent from the developers? Rich, yuppie Californians with Beto stickers and Black Lives Matter stickers on their car, even though they're pushing out a black family from their home. They don't realize that. They don't care. But that's that's the agenda, you know? They're going to flood the city with homeless people, and then they're going to say, hey, we got an affordability crisis. We need urban density, and we need to just build a bunch of high-rises and build a bunch of condos. Um, with absolutely no real regulations, even though that's partially a state thing, but there's no regulation, there's no accountability, and then all of a sudden, you know, you got a bunch of families. We get to where we're at. Yeah, you got a bunch of families moving out of Austin. The people who replace them, they have dogs, they don't have kids. Schools shut down. You know, you get a new L.A., you get a new uh, San Francisco, you get a new New York City, and uh, you know it's unfortunate, man. But this so, is, Felicia, uh, what's do you happening. have any thoughts on this? <clears throat> You're just trying to start the pot today, Gary. Um, I mean, I'm a, I definitely I'm a provocateur. Think, I definitely think the homeless problem in Austin is an issue. I think we've been pretty consistent about that on the show. I personally don't feel safe going downtown to where I've moved out of city center um, to North Austin, where it's a little a little safer. There was a couch underneath the freeway by my house today that wasn't there last night, so it's getting a little a little junkier. But I think what um, what Michael brought up this morning on Fox and Friends is important because we're having a ton of people move in. The A lot of people who are moving into Austin are going to vote Democrat, mostly because they're just uneducated and no one wants to go out and educate them. And whenever the House flips in November, because I'll almost guarantee that it will, we're going to have the Democrats in charge of redistricting. And if they're if the city of Austin is manipulating the population count for the 2020 census and we will get new districts in Austin, then they're going to go blue and we're going to lose Republican and conservative representation on all levels. Well, I'll just add to that. I think, I think the, the problem, too, it's not like so much about voting Democrat being bad because there are a lot of like really awful mainline Republicans, you know, like George Bush, neocons, guys who are in bed with big oil saying using like. Sorry, a lot of these like quote unquote like neoliberal Democrats are using conservative principles and concepts and economic concepts to push people out. And then it's like this weird dichotomy. So I think that the problem is really that like the Democrats who are actually doing going to do stuff that's good for people, you know, that's going to help uh, lower taxes, you know, create corporate accountability, get rid of like the face scanning and do all this all this other stuff are just being pushed out, right? And and then the like the conservatives who actually care about property rights and whatnot are also being pushed out. So it's not really like a Democrat or Republican thing. It's just about like good good people versus bad people. And I think that when people are are uneducated, you just vote for someone because they have a D next to their name, and that's what the problem is. You know, they don't just take a second to think about who the person they're voting for is. You know what I mean? Because there's 
there's good Democrats. Like Tulsi Gabbard's a good Democrat, I think. But no one's like, you know, but um, Joe Biden's a horrible Democrat, right? So that's my like take on all that. Can you name any other good Democrats? Because everyone's just kind of like nursing the whole Tulsi thing. But like, who's another one? Okay. Um, there's a lady named Aaron Zwiener who ran for, who's like a state rep in like Kyle and San Marcos. Ha. Okay. You don't, like, you don't like her? No, I'm actually working Carrie Isaac's campaign and going to the debate, um, after the show tonight. So Carrie Isaac, HD 45. No, so, uh, well, I'll tell you why I like Aaron because, um, Aaron is introducing, like introduced a bill in the state legislature saying that like a private, private companies cannot use eminent domain to build stuff on your land and on your home. And this is a democratic um, state representative who's introducing legislation to like legitimately protect your freedoms and your property rights. So that's why I think she's somebody good because of bills like that and making people do environmental impact studies when they're trying to build and develop and do stuff like that, which I think that no matter what party you are, everyone should be kind of wanting to drink clean water, breathe clean air, you know, now, now, all that basics. Can I explain to people a little more in detail of how this, you know, census, because I, I brought this up, you know, I really think that this city, city of Austin and the mayor, city council, their plan all along was to, you know, get as many homeless here by changing the policies, changing the laws here to get more homeless here so they can benefit from the census. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I agree. I think that it's just a way to push Code Next again. You, you remember Code Next, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's just a way to push Code Next again. Like, that's all it is. It's just a way for a, a select group of bureaucrats and, like, um, large multinational, like, real estate investment companies to just make a ton of money. And it's a giant money grab. And this is just a way to... Way to go about doing it, which makes it seem like they're progressive, but it's really like, hey, how far left can we go without helping people? All right. It's just a big mass. That's what I think, you know? I'd really love to know the bill number that you're talking about because I just actually looked it up in the 86 legislative session database, and she didn't co-sponsor or author a bill. Really? I thought so that. I'd really love that information. Okay. Well, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong, but I really did think that she um, mentioned something in one of the legislative. We'll, we'll look it over. I'll send it to you. But I, I thought that she did mention, like, Something because I remember I went there when they're trying to build the the pipe the Permian pipeline through like Kyle and San Marcos and I thought it was Aaron's bill that you know was so actually that was Jason Isaac's bill because that big fight actually happened in 2015 and 2017 because I lived in the district really okay I mean I was at the so can we get another thing that she's good on (laughs) I mean that's the one thing I liked about her is because of that bill so I just remember and I went to like a bunch of like um. Anti-pipeline meetings like in Hayes High School and stuff because I like work around that area now. Sounds like you maybe changed your vote to Isaac's. I don't, we'll see. I don't know. I can't vote for him anyway because I don't live in that area. <laughs> oh, okay. Right. So I'm not – no. It's, 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 we're going to change mood. minds. Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a mood point. But I do remember that they were um, – Aaron was at that meeting talking about like eminent domain and like, you know, um, out there with people protesting that bill like at a bunch of these like meetings and stuff. So I just – it gave me a good impression of her. That's, that's all I'm saying. I think this is a really great segue into actually holding your elected officials accountable. Showing up to a meeting and talking out of both sides of your mouth is not effective representation. If you're not going to take what you're saying to your constituents in the district and you're not going to go to the Capitol, get off your butt and co-author something or sponsor something, then you shouldn't be in elected office. So make sure everyone's paying attention. Early voting for the primaries. I don't care what party you're in. Vote for your best candidate in your primary because that's how you're going to get effective representation in the November general election. So early voting starts on February 18th, I believe, and election day is March 3rd for the primaries, and that's both parties. And it's convention season, 
because it's a presidential election year and everyone just really needs to like get up, get involved, pay attention and make sure that your elected officials are actually representing you and not just going to meetings and talking a lot. And for those people that don't know, Code Next is Austin's attempt to rewrite our existing land development code, which was adopted in the 80s when Austin was weeder and way smaller. So a lot of people even... Some has uh, has you know they hesitate really code next supporters that believe our current code is no longer working, and people are taking advantage of the way that code is written. It doesn't matter how you write it; people are going to take advantage anyway. I don't know many people on either side of the political spectrum that support code next. Nobody, yeah, except developers. Um, okay, so I found the bill. It wasn't the eminent domain bill. It was the um, environmental impact study bill that oil companies have to do to build like natural gas pipelines. That's what the bill was. So it's HB two seventy seven. That that was the bill that I was talking about. All right. So tell me, um, uh, Alex, uh, if you were mayor, you know how would you handle the homeless situation here in Austin? Um, in the mic. Sorry. Yeah, in- I'm glad you brought that up because you know when I was running, it's like it's very easy to get caught up into an echo chamber because I went to so many forums and homelessness was like a big topic that people talked about. Like it was big, and everybody at the forum was saying. It's not fair that they're punishing them and this and that. And, you know, it's it's uh, people are paying money and taxing that people are paying like taxes from to be in jail and all this all this stuff. And it was just like you heard everything through like this giant, giant echo chamber. And you heard the same thing over and over and over again. And it's really easy to like when you're involved in that. Right. And, you know, also backtracking. The main reason I ran was not really the homeless stuff and housing it was more transportation because I'm a pedicabber who works downtown. And I just saw like how inefficiently the city was like handling traffic in downtown with the scooters and Uber and stuff. And that was like my big focus. All right. We come so, back from the we'll, break. We'll come back. Hold on. I'll, but like, I'll let you, I'll let you finish that. Okay. We'll, we'll finish that, but I'll, I'll explain, I'll explain everything now from looking at it out. Like after the election's over with clear headed, we'll I'll come back. It. I'll let, I'll right. let uh, Alex right. finish that. And we're going to talk about this, this mass shooting happened in Thailand and some other things. And also the global gun news. This is Michael Cargill and you are listening to come and talk it. Hello, this is Gerald Darty, and I'm the Precinct 3 County Commissioner here in Travis County, and you're listening to Come and Talk It. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Talk 1370, the right choice. Welcome back to Come and Talk It with Michael Cargill. We're talking all things firearms. Now, here's Michael Cargill. Now it's time for GGN, Global Gun News. Global Gun News, sponsored by Central Texas Gunworks. 
the largest online gun store in Texas. In the news. We got a, uh, another busy week in gun news here. I'm going to start out with, on February 6th, two firearms were stolen from Representative Bu LaFave's residence in Old Town, Lansing, Michigan. One of the guns was the same one LaFave open carried to the House of Representatives in support of gun rights. LaFave discovered firearms were stolen when he returned to his residence on Monday afternoon. He found the front door damaged and firearms missing. The firearms were not locked in a safe. So lock those up. Next up, we got a student in Riverview, Florida, was arrested for possession of a weapon on school property. A 22 caliber pistol was found in a student's car at Riverview High School in Florida. Keshad Simpson was arrested Wednesday for possession of a weapon on school property. The 18-year-old bragged to classmates about having a firearm in his car, and another student reported him to the resource deputy. No ammunition was found in the vehicle, but drug paraphernalia was seized. In the last month, gun sales have nearly doubled in Virginia as the state government continues introducing new gun control bills. Compared to January 2019, there was an 84.6% increase in gun purchase-related background checks. The increase in sales occurred alongside the recent Virginia gun rights rally in which Governor Ralph Northam declared a state of emergency. Despite massive protests, the Virginia legislature continues to push forward with controversial gun control laws such as banning AR-15s. Mark Oliva of the National Shooting Sports Foundation believes the increase in sales are an indication of lawmakers ignoring the wishes of citizens. He says... Virginians are now voting with their wallets and taking into their own hands their rights and responsibility before the General Assembly can steal them away. This is not this this next story is not from this week, but, uh, you know, I thought it's pertinent to the to the gun news here. On January 31st, a group of men armed with semi-automatic rifles wearing ski masks and bulletproof vests, as well as I think they were clad in camo, marched on the Kentucky Capitol in Frankfurt. The men are part of a gun rights activist group known as We Are KY Gun Owners. They were staging a rally in support of the Second Amendment. However, a handful of visitors at the Capitol basically fleed when they showed up because they were, you know, scared. As these guys showed up with, you know, balaclavs on or whatever you call those things. Those Ooh. those Russian ski masks. KY, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'll keep that one to myself. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> All right, and last up, and this is like I always try to do local news here. This is a local story in Austin. It's actually from two years ago, but there's a a connection to this week. APD body cam footage from 2018 showing an officer tasering a man on his knees with his hands up has finally been released. Officer Robert Pfaff used the stun gun on Quentin Perkins while it appeared that he was in compliance with the officer's commands. Perkins' hands were visibly up in the air, and he did not make any sudden movements. Perkins went on to sue the city of Austin for $75,000 and won. Pfaff and the other officer on the scene, Donald Pigradius, stated in the police report that Perkins was attempting to flee. The officers were charged with several crimes, but a jury acquitted both of them. However, Austin Police Chief Brian Hanley would later have them fired. Both officers have appealed his decision. And we've got the video of the... Of the
Yeah, so that that was the the video footage there. I mean, you can make of it what you want for yourself, but that was released this week, and it's to me, it seems pretty conclusive. Yeah, I'm kind of shocked that a jury. You're shocked you know, that a jury would you know would actually find them not guilty. Yeah, yeah, especially watching that footage. Not guilty. They were acquitted. Yeah, completely. That's that's crazy. I think, yeah, that's definitely crazy. You know, don't put your life in the hands of the jury. All right, and that was your gun news from around the globe. My name is Gary Faust. Tune in next week. All right, so we have inside the studio Alex Stringer. And so you guys were talking about some bills there, right, Felicia? What bills were you guys talking about? So he said 277, but it was actually HB 2277. Don't worry if you haven't heard of it. It was a one-page, quote-unquote, bill with 22 lines of text. Essentially, that would have extended the Federal Endangered Species Act to further limit um, economic development and effective dispersion of natural resources in Texas. Don't worry. It was filed on February 22nd. There were no co-sponsors, and it never even made it um, onto a committee and therefore died a very quick, efficient, and effective death. Thank God. (laughs) Alex? Well, look, you know, without environmental regulations, you have code next. You know, I mean, that, that's really what happens is like these 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 companies and these big real estate development companies are allowed to build on like 90 percent impervious cover. They um, bypass pretty much any and all environmental regulations. Um, you're destroying single family homes. And it's like it's like two heads of the same dragon where like the Democratic Party and like the the mainline Democrats and like the mainline Republicans are just sitting around um, conspiring together and they're screwing the American public using different talking points. Like that's kind of what I think is happening. You know, let me ask you this, Alex. You, you own any firearms? Any I think gun? people need firearms. I'm, do, you, I'm, do you own any? Yeah, I got a nine. What kind I have of, a nine millimeter. I mean, I'm super pro gun. Like, I'm a hundred percent. Like, I'm pro gun all the way. I don't think there should be any like um, restrictions or anything like that when it comes to firearms. All right. What kind of gun do you have? What? I just have a nine millimeter and like a twenty-two long rifle that I got for free because it was a Black Friday sale. What kind of nine millimeter is it? It's a Taurus. Taurus. Th, yeah. Oh, okay. Nice, nice. Taurus. What? What model? Um, I don't know the exact number. I just I bought it like as a Black Friday sale. Like, I'm not like a big like gun expert, but I'm you know I own a nine millimeter. I know how to use it. Nice. All right. I got my CHL class. I'm taking it like on the on the seventh of March. So nice. And then um and what kind of rifle do you have? I'm just a regular twenty two long rifle. Nothing like special. Okay. All right. Awesome. All right. I think it's a Rossi. I shot a thirty thirty pistol last night. Have you guys ever shot one of these? A lot of a lot of kick to it, huh? Oh my goodness. A lot of kick. Should have sent that video into Casey. I almost dropped it. No, don't do that. I wasn't expecting it, man. Seriously. Yeah, a lot of kick. Makes you respect, you know, how to put your hand on the gun properly. I mean, I didn't almost <laughs> drop it. I'm exaggerating. But it's it was pretty awesome. It's You just you pop it open, and it only has one bullet that goes in there. You know? I don't know exactly. I mean, there was a scope on it. And I don't know exactly what you would hunt with that. Right. You know? Yeah. It's probably one of those. It's just a, a fun firearm, you know? Just yeah. one of those guns that, you know, just fun to shoot. You know, and, and so people know, you know, what things feel like. I like taking people to the range and showing them, like, four different types of guns. I started off light, like, with a twenty two caliber. Let them shoot that mm-hmm. just so you'd make sure they're holding the gun properly, right grip, check the stance and all that stuff. 
and then I'll graduate them up to like a Glock 19, nine millimeter, um, and let them feel that. And then we'll do an AR-15, let them shoot that, show them how to hold that properly. You know, if you're right-handed, you know, bring that elbow, that right elbow in, uh, that left hand, go ahead and fully extend it. You know, you know, put your cheek on along the buttstock there, and and you know, take a look at that front sight, rear sight. And fire and just pull that trigger back. And man, it's nothing like the smell of an AR 15 when you fire it. Boy, I tell you, I can close my eyes and I can smell that powder. Ooh, man, I tell you, it's, it's like, it's like, um, it's like a meal. You know, I know the smell of that smoke when I fire an AR 15. I love it, let me tell you. What about Taurus Judge? You like that one? Uh, I'm not a big fan of the Taurus Judge. You, know? you like Kimber? I'm not a big fan of Kimbers either. Why when not? people bring Kimbers to the range, they always jam and malfunction, especially those 45 Kimbers, uh, because they don't oil them and don't clean them properly. And if you don't oil it, keep it clean and keep it oiled, then those Kimbers, you know, they're going to, you know, they have problems with them. The only gun I've ever had a real problem with. They're just overpriced, dude. They're jamming. Yeah, they are expensive. But they're, I think they're nice. They're um, pretty. Beretta 9mm, the M9. I it, this thing every time I used to fire it, I'd put twenty rounds through it. It would stove pop twice, sto- stove pipe twice at yeah. least. I that mean, was, it was uh, ridiculous. That was a standard issue for army, wasn't it? What's yeah, that? no, that? yeah, it was an the it's a Beretta known issue. M9. Yeah, yeah Beretta Nine. It has something to do with the 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 casing. Like if it's made out of a certain metal, that's what I at least was told. And then and then after we do you know do the the AR fifteen, I like uh, introduced them to a shotgun. Because a lot of people tell ladies that they should, you know, have a shotgun for home defense. And I let them fire that. And they see how much kick the shotgun has. It has more kick, you know, than everything else they fired that day. And then nine times out of ten, 99.9% of the time, they will tell me they love the AR-15 the most. That's what everyone says. They love the AR the most. So I have my AR-15 um, that I use for home defense. But... I don't mind the kick of a shotgun. I guess it depends on which. You use an AR-15 for home defense. No. Okay. That's what you just said. I have my AR-15 in my apartment now, currently, because my shotgun is in Houston and I need to get it. But I've been thinking about getting a new one. So short of not having another firearm with me in Austin right now, because I don't have a gun safe in my apartment, I am using my AR-15. But I also have a Taurus nine millimeter Millennium that I carry, so I'm not. Worried about it. A Taurus nine millimeter millennial? Is that what you called it? Millennium, not millennial. <laughs> yeah, I know. Okay. Right. Oh man, you guys are killing me right now. All right, so Gary's in a bad mood today. Let's talk about this uh, this mass <laughs> public not. shooting that happened in Thailand. You guys hear about that? So there's a mass shooting in Thailand. You know, I thought these things only happened in the United States. That's Lasted. What they, nine, that's what they tell me. Last sixteen hours. Sixteen hours? Good mm-hmm. lord! Killed twenty nine. So I see. Oh, you got twenty nine. You see, I, I show fifty seven were wounded, uh, six of them in intensive care, and I show twenty six were murdered. So I guess some of the intensive care might have died. Did this happen yeah. yesterday? Uh, it happened this week. Uh, so this this is the second mass shooting in less than a month in Thailand. In the previous attack, a school director used a handgun to kill three people, including two, uh, a two year old boy, and wound four others. Regarding the latest attack, so Sky News. Uh, we're getting this from Sky News here, and it said that 26 people were murdered, 57 wounded, uh, and by a soldier in Karat, Thailand. But I thought that only happened in the U.S. I think they happen all over the place. I think they do. I think too. a lot of people only listen to Western media, and they only think it happens in the U.S. because that's the only you know 
news they follow. And this is their their bloodiest mass shooting in timeline ever. Bloodiest ever. And I'll tell you, 26. Whew, that is insane. All right, also, let's go over to uh, in Texas. You hear about this? Man, in Texas, a 16-year-old was shot and killed on Thursday um, after stopping a fight between a 15-year-old boy and another student. That happened in Texas, the Lone Star State. And basically what happened was uh, students were in Arlington at Arlington High School. They gathered together for a vigil on Friday to remember, you know, the people that were that were lost in that incident. So the a Texas 16-year-old boy was shot and killed on Thursday after stopping a fight between a 15-year-old boy and another student. And local police did arrest the 15-year-old as a suspect in the crime. The Arlington Police Department stated that the 15-year-old suspect whom they did not name due to his young age, confronted the victim, uh, Samuel Reynolds, with a gun in an apartment complex where Reynolds lived. Uh, this is a, a, a tragic incident. I think we need to definitely need to sit down, talk to our kids. You know, uh, you know, sometimes you just need to go out and, and maybe there's nothing wrong with having a fight, a little disagreement, but definitely bringing firearms into it. That's just something that's We're just crazy. We're teaching de-escalation. Yeah, that too. Uh, de-escalation. Yeah. That's what you teach in LTC classes. De-escalate that situation, trying to calm that situation down a little bit. And you took your LTC class. We I come, did. We come back. I want you I to did. tell people about that because you were shocked by some of the responses and things that people said in class. I was. It this was... is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Talk 1370. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. All right, so Austin, Texas, mayor and city council using homeless to benefit politically from the U.S. Census 2020. I'm curious what your thoughts on on that. But go ahead, Gary. Tell us about your experience with the LTC course. All right, so on, what was that, Thursday? Yeah, that was Thursday. Came in at 10 a.m. to Central Texas Gunworks. Like, I need some coffee. I'm like, Gary, get out of my face right now. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, got some, you know, got some free coffee. Got, you provide free pizza. And the class goes on, what, five hours? Is that right? It's a long day. Long day. Anyways, so there's a, you sit through the class, and then you take a written test, and then you go shoot. And 
the 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 class essentially is you telling people <laughs> the entire time when not to shoot a gun. That's that's pretty much what it is. I mean, it's like, look, you shoot a gun in these situations. There's probably what six of them, and it's aggravated robbery, robbery, burglary. Uh, aggravated kidnapping, murder, aggravated kidnapping, murder, sexual assault, aggravated sexual assault, robbery, aggravated robbery. Yeah, see, I, re- I remembered those because you know what I did? I paid attention. <laughs> and nobody else really did, or at least half the class didn't. It appears to me that they didn't pay attention because you're you're essentially saying there's only so many situations where you can fire a gun and use deadly force. And then there's a litany of situations when you should not even point a gun at somebody. <laughs> and so we go through the class and you 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 show videos you give examples. You're very explicit about it. It's very, you I mean, you cannot be more clear. You don't mince words. <laughs> and at the end of the class, he showed a video of these, the, this little girl, well, maybe a teenager walking across a parking lot. And this minivan pulls up and t- uh, a man and a woman hop out and go grab her and put her in this van. And, and then you say, you say, um, you got your gun. You got your license. You got your gun. What do you do in this situation? First person, shoot him in the head. And I was like, are you kidding me? This is unbelievable. And then the second person goes, no, you don't shoot him in the head. You shoot out the tires. And I just thought, oh, my Lord, this is unbelievable. And it was maybe like the there was a, probably the fourth person said, um, you don't know what's going on. That might be a prank. It could be her parents. And I, I even mentioned, I was like, they could be filming a movie for all you know. And you, you don't just fire a gun into a, into a parking lot, you know, you, you don't know what's behind it. And even after I said that and that, that this girl said that four or five more people said you shoot to kill. I mean, it was ridiculous. And then a couple of people after me were like, yeah, you definitely aren't going to shoot those people. You know, you call the police, you maybe take a picture of the license plate, figure out what's going on, you know, keep a level head. And then after everybody had been done answering, I think about half the people said they would shoot. You said, well, congratulations. You just killed an innocent family <laughs> because what was happening was this girl had run away from home and her parents were going to scoop her up because she had been living with her boyfriend. And the, and everybody in the class that answered shoot was just dumbfounded. And personally, I don't know if they should be allowed to have an LTC if they answer that question that way, because that shows that they did. First of all, didn't pay attention. They have lack of judgment and they're trigger happy. That's how innocent people get murdered. And see, the purpose of the class is just, you know, they if put you in those different situations and and, and put get you to come out of yourself and look at things from, from another a different life. perspective. Yeah. yeah. So kind of crazy. Yeah, yeah I was, I was, uh, but it happens every LTC class. Shoot them. Shoot the tires. Shoot the engine block. <laughs> and I feel shoot like, them all. Let God yeah. sort it out. Yeah, and then you know those guys who say that won't actually do it. I don't know. That's what uh, I think. That's what I think. I think the guys I who talk the most. I think that. I know. I really feel like the guys who talk the most, like the, the guys who like talk the most smack, just in general about stuff like that, wind wind up just. I disagree. I know. I don't. I because I, I know this from personal experience. I had a um, I had a friend of mine who like talks a lot about like just conservative values and constant. Just he's all about. He's all about it, right? And you know, look, I, I think that you know, express express yourself. Some values on both sides are, are good. You should listen. Be open minded talk to people like i'm a big like believer of that right but like he's also like really good at like imitating alex jones and i'm pretty left on like a lot of issues but i love alex jones right and we go and see alex jones like doing the hillary clinton thing 
And I'm like, dude, you gotta do this impression. Like, what does this have to do with shooting? Well, uh, it has nothing. It has to do with people like talking like a big game, and then when it comes time to deliver, people just won't will get like scared. And they won't deliver. It's like kind of the the gist of the argument of what I was trying to say. And um, you know, when it came time to like actually like go talk to him and and you know get out there and like do the impression and do that, he just you know got cold feet and didn't do it. And that's kind of what what I was trying to say is that you got a lot of people who like. Say, man, I'll, I'll mess this dude up if someone does this, this, and that, and then something happens and they do nothing. So yeah, it's usually like the biggest talkers do like that's anecdotal, man. That's that, one that, person. Well, that, that's my that, that's my like devil's advocate argument about that. So. All right, so would you be willing to be on the hidden camera show where uh, you set up that situation in front of those people and you go act like you're picking up the kid? Um, right, that's very good. What I I pro- wouldn't. You wouldn't. Well, how because, much would you pay me? How much would you pay me? Well, it doesn't do matter. I have a, do you, I have a bulletproof vest? No, no. No. Yeah, no, I don't no. want to do it. Yeah, you don't no. want to do it because what you said didn't make any sense, man. People, no. look, if somebody says they're going to shoot somebody, they might shoot them, they might not. But based on one person that you know who didn't do an Alex Jones impression is ridiculous to, to base your argument on that. I, I, look, I, I see your point. I think your point like does make sense because you don't want people like that. You well, don't want people yeah, I, I that are that. talking about shooting people when they don't know what's going on, to have an LTC. That's what I think. I think all of this gun safety stuff should be taught in schools, first of all. De-escalation, like target practice, when to use deadly force. That stuff should all be taught in schools. It used to be, actually, until sometime in the 60s. All right, and Lord, forgive me for doing this, but let's go to line one. Oh, God. Let's go to (laughs) you. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Let's go to our caller, line one. What you got for me, caller? Eli. And and he's not paying attention, then he's gone. All right. So you're going to talk to us about the homeless situation, we're right? We're talking about the homeless, that's yeah. That's right. So this, I mean, this census, the, the city of Austin, and that's what everyone is forgetting. The city is using the census, you know, to benefit, you know, off the homeless. Yeah, I mean, that, that makes sense now that you brought that up. That's a pretty valid point. There, you know, a lot of nonprofits are going to make a lot of money. Um. Taxes are going to go through the roof. Developers are going to build a bunch of condos and say it's an affordability issue. Like that is 100% definitely going to happen. You're going to have a bunch of homeless people are going to like flood the city because of these like. Go ahead. Go ahead. Not me. Not I, not like, I'm just like, all right. I'm like, because of these like super lax camping laws, like it's going to, it's going to be a giant, you know, it's a giant mess. And like, I right. think you asked me like, what would you do if you were mayor? Right. right. So right. like if I were mayor right now, you'd probably have to reinstate it. Like you'd have no choice but to reinstate it. But if I was like mayor back when they initiated that that bill, you know, I would they'd probably be like some stipulations attached to it. Like, you know, you, maybe not bother people just because they're homeless, but also find people for giving them money. Like I went on KLBJ and talked about that, that like instead of like, you know, bothering homeless, just like find people like 200 bucks for just giving money to panhandlers. You know, and just you basically do a not like a big comprehensive audit of like all the big nonprofits that make money off of this homeless crisis. And what you do is you cut the funding based on the audit. And then you whenever you like park your car, or go to the grocery store, it'll just say, hey, do you want to um, donate like a dollar or 25 cents or whatever it is to these organizations that are going to actually help them get off the street and get jobs and, you know, be uh, be clean and not do drugs and whatnot. And this way it's voluntarily it becomes like your voluntarily choice as to how you want to fund these like initiatives and you know all these liberals in austin they they talk so much about how much they love helping the disenfranchised that they should just make a killing off of it right michael all right what you got felicia got 30 seconds my uh, my take hey by the way real quick um eli had his phone on mute that's why that's why we couldn't hear him Uh,
Honestly, I stopped listening to everything that he said after he said that city council passed the bill because, unfortunately, that's not how your local government works. There are a ton of nonprofits in the Austin area. So you stopped listening to him because he said one thing wrong. Uh, You didn't listen to any of the ideas he just said, and you're prepared to give a, a... any one sort thing. of, I mean, one any, thing. you do realize that he's anything been wrong you, all day, but you do. That's subjective <laughs> to oh, you. I pulled but up when the you, house But when bill. you disregard somebody's entire idea based on one little ins to me is negligible or insignificant technical detail that they got wrong just because he doesn't talk the, the, the use the vernacular and you're in legislature. It just makes you look like you don't care about people or what I wanna, they think. I want to thank my guest, uh, Alex Stringer, for coming <laughs> on the show today. Uh, we talked about those gun news. I hope you guys got educated about that. Talk about this census of 2020. As always, more guns equals less crime. You go out there and you buy yourself a gun. Give a list to come and talking with Michael Cargo. Talk 1370. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. All right, so Austin, Texas, mayor and city council using homeless to benefit politically from the U.S. Census 2020. I'm curious what your thoughts on on that. But go ahead, Gary. Tell us about your experience with the LTC course. All right. So on what was that Thursday? Yeah, that was Thursday. Came in at 10 a.m. to Central Texas Gunworks. Like I need some coffee. I'm like, Gary, get out of my face right now. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, got some, you know, got some free coffee. Got you provide free pizza. And the class goes on what five hours? Is it's that right? It's a long day. Long day. Anyways, so there's a there's, you sit through the class and then you take a written test and then you go shoot. And the 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 class essentially is you telling people <laughs> the entire time when not to shoot a gun. That's that's pretty much what it is. I mean, it's like look, you shoot a gun in these situations. There's probably what six of them. And it's aggravated robbery, robbery, burglary, uh, aggravated kidnapping, murder. Aggravated kidnapping, murder, sexual assault, aggravated sexual assault, robbery, aggravated robbery. Yeah, see, I I remembered those because you know what I did? I paid attention. (laughs) And nobody else really did, or at least half the class didn't. It appears to me that they didn't pay attention because you're you're essentially saying there's only so many situations where you can fire a gun and use deadly force. And then there's a litany of situations when you should not even point a gun at somebody. (laughs) And... So we go through the class, and you, you, you show videos, you give examples, you're very explicit about it. It's very, I mean, you cannot be more clear. You don't mince words. <laughs> and at the end of the class, he showed a video of these, the, this little girl, well, maybe a teenager, walking across a parking lot, and this minivan pulls up, and t- uh, a man and a woman hop out and go grab her and put her in this van. And, and then you say, you say, um... You got your gun. You got your license. You got your gun. What do you do in this situation? First person. Shoot him in the head. And I was like, are you kidding me? This is unbelievable. And then the second person goes, no, you don't shoot him in the head. You shoot out the tires. And I just thought, oh, my Lord. This is unbelievable. And it was maybe like the there was a, probably the fourth person said, um, you don't know what's going on. That might be a prank. It could be her parents. 
And I, I even mentioned, I was like, they could be filming a movie for all you know. And you, you don't just fire a gun into a, into a parking lot, you know? You, you don't know what's behind it. And even after I said that, and that, that this girl said that, four or five more people said, you shoot to kill. I mean, it was ridiculous. And then a couple of people after me were like, yeah, you definitely aren't going to shoot those people. You know, you call the police, you maybe take a picture of the license plate, figure out what's going on, you know, keep a level head. And then after everybody had been done answering, I think about half the people said they would shoot. You said, well, congratulations. You just killed an innocent family. <laughs> because what was happening was this girl had run away from home and her parents were going to scoop her up because she had been living with her boyfriend. And the, and everybody in the class that answered shoot was just dumbfounded. And personally, I don't know if they should be allowed to have an LTC if they answer that question that way. Because that shows that they, did, first of all, didn't pay attention. They have lack of judgment. And they're trigger happy. That's how innocent people get murdered. And see, the purpose of the class is, just, you know, they, if put you in those different situations and, and, and put, get you to come out of yourself and look at things from, from another life. perspective, yeah. yeah. So kind of crazy. Yeah, yeah I was, I was. Uh, but it happens every LTC class. Shoot them. Shoot the tires. Shoot the engine block. <laughs> and I feel Shoot like, them all. Let God yeah. sort it out. Yeah, and then you know those guys who say that won't actually do it. I don't know. That's what uh, I think. That's what I think. I think the guys I who talk the most. I think I know. I really feel like the guys who talk the most, like the, the guys who like talk the most smack, just in general about stuff like that, wind, wind up just. I disagree. I know I don't. I because I, I know this from personal experience. I had a um, I had a friend of mine who like talks a lot about like just conservative values and constant just he's all about he's all about it right and you know look i I think that you know express express yourself some values on both sides are are good you should listen be open-minded talk to people like i'm a big like believer that right but like he's also like really good at like imitating alex jones and i'm pretty left on like a lot of issues but i love alex jones right and we go and see alex jones like doing the hillary clinton thing and I'm like, dude, you got to do this impression. Like, what does this gotta... have to do with shooting? Well, uh... it has nothing it has to do with people like talking like a big game. And then when it comes time to deliver, people just won't will get like scared. And they won't deliver It's like kind of the, the gist of the argument of what I was trying to say. And, um, you know, when it came time to like actually like go talk to him and, and you know, get out there and like do the impression and do that. He just, you know, got cold feet and didn't do it. And that's kind of what, what I was trying to say is that you got a lot of people who like Say, man, I'll, I'll mess this dude up if someone does this, this, and that, and then something happens, and they do nothing. So yeah, that's, it's usually, that's, like the biggest talkers do, like that's anecdotal, man. That's that, one that, person. Well, that, that's my that, that's my like devil's advocate argument about that. So. All right, so would you be willing to be on the hidden camera show where uh, you set up that situation in front of those people, and you go act like you're picking up the kid? Um, right, that's <laughs> very good. What I wh- I wouldn't. Huh? You wouldn't. Well, how because... much would you pay me? How much would you pay me? Well, it doesn't do matter. A, do you... I have a bulletproof vest? No, 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 yeah, no I don't no. want to. Do yeah, you don't <laughs> no. want to do it because what you said didn't make any sense, man. People, <laughs> no. look, if somebody says they're going to shoot somebody, they might shoot them, they might not. But based on one person that you know who didn't do an Alex Jones impression is ridiculous to to I, base your I, argument on that. I said, look, I, I see your point. I think your point like does make sense because you don't want people like that. You well, don't want people yeah, I, I that are that. talking about shooting people when they <laughs> don't know what's going on. To have an LTC, that's what I think. I think all of this gun safety sh- stuff should be taught in schools, first of all. De-escalation, um, t- like target practice, when to use deadly force. That stuff should all be taught in schools. It used to be, actually, until sometime in the 60s. All right, and Lord, forgive me for doing this, but let's go to line one. Oh, God. <laughs> let's go to <laughs> Yes, <eat>. Yes. <laughs> let's go to our caller, line one. What you got for me, caller? Eli. 
And and he's not paying attention, and he's gone. All right. So you're going to talk to us about the homeless situation, We're right? We're talking about the homeless, that's yeah. That's right. So this, I mean, this census, the, the city of Austin, and that's what everyone is forgetting. The city is using the census, you know, to benefit, you know, off the homeless. Yeah, I mean, that, that makes sense now that you brought that up. That's a pretty valid point. There, you know, a lot of nonprofits are going to make a lot of money. Um, taxes are going to go through the roof. Developers are going to build a bunch of condos and say it's an affordability issue. Like, that is 100% definitely going to happen. You're going to have a bunch of homeless people are going to, like, flood the city because of these, like. Go ahead. Go ahead. Not yeah, me. Not I, like, I'm just like, all right. I'm like, because of these, like, super lax camping laws, like, it's going to. It's going to be a giant, you know, it's a giant mess. And, like, I think you asked me, like, what would you do if you were mayor, right? Right. So, like, if I were mayor right now, you'd probably have to reinstate it. Like, you'd have no choice but to reinstate it. But if I was, like, mayor back when they initiated that that bill, you know, I would – there'd probably be, like, some stipulations attached to it. Like, you know, maybe not bother people just because they're homeless but also fine people for giving them money. Like, I went on KLBJ and talked about that, that, like, instead of, like, you know, bothering homeless, just, like, fine people, like, 200 bucks for just giving money to panhandlers, you know, and just, you basically do a not, like, a big comprehensive audit of, like, all the big nonprofits that make money off of this homeless crisis, and what you do is you cut the funding based on the audit, and then you, whenever you, like, park your car or go to the grocery store, it'll just say, hey, do you want to um donate, like, a dollar or 25 cents or whatever it is to these organizations that are going to actually help them get off the street and get jobs and you know, be uh, be clean and not do drugs and whatnot. And this way it's voluntarily, it becomes like your voluntarily choice as to how you want to fund these like initiatives. And you know, all these liberals in Austin, they, they talk so much about how much they love helping the disenfranchised that they should just make a killing off of it. Right, Michael? All right, what you got, Felicia? You got 30 seconds. That's my, uh, my take. Hey, by the way, real quick. Go ahead. Um, Eli had his phone on mute. That's why, <laughs> that's why we couldn't hear him. <sighs> womp, womp, womp. Honestly, I stopped listening to everything that he said after he said that city council passed the bill because, unfortunately, that's not how your local government works. There are a ton of nonprofits in the Austin area. So you stopped work- listening to him because he said one thing wrong. Uh, you didn't listen to any of the ideas he just said, and you're prepared to give one, a, a, any sort thing, of— I mean, One any, thing? You do realize that He's anything— He's been wrong you, all day. But you do—that's subjective. <laughs> Oh, to you, I pulled but up when the you house but when bill. you disregard somebody's entire idea based on one little ins to me is negligible or insignificant technical detail that they got wrong just because he doesn't talk the 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 use the vernacular and you're in legislature it just makes you look like you don't care about people or what wanna, they think. I want to thank my guest uh, Alex Stranger for coming <laughs> on the show today. Uh, we talked about those gun news. I hope you guys got educated about that. Talk about this census of 2020 as always. More guns equals less crime. You go out there and you buy yourself a gun. You've been listening to Come and Talk It with Michael Cargill. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – 
Price and coverage match limited by state law.